Hi, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable. Uh, this week we're going to have another Shayla Aspasia reading. Um, she's going to do the second part of the cruise ship saga. She already did part one last week, and I'm not going to play the whole second part. These are actually pretty long audios, as, as my stories go. They're all about an hour as opposed to 40, 45 minutes. Um, so I'll play a good half hour chunk of it. And then um, next week, we'll have Miss Jen Davis on doing, I think, Trapped in Brown Panties. I think you'll enjoy that. Um, and I have another one already done from Miss Jen. And I have uh, Raina Means Queen working on a new one. And of course, um, of course, we have uh, Shayla working on more. And I even expect we'll have a full length one from. Uh, from Mistress DJ this this season. So some really good stuff ahead. I am really, really looking forward to summer. I feel like there's like a week to go. So without any further ado, here is the second part of the Cruise Ship Saga, Cruise Ship Captives, as read by Shayla Spasia. Cruise Ship Captives, written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta. Narrated. By Shayla Aspasia. The morning came cruelly to Adam and Bob. They had stayed up nearly all night, bound to the bed and listening to their wives getting fucked by a couple of alpha males in the adjoining cabin. Now, judging by the lack of light streaming into the cabin, it was still very early morning. Mistress May was shaking them both awake. "'What time is it?' asked Adam, as he came to. "'He had hoped the previous night of being rechristened as Eve "'and forced to perform a fashion show for his wife and her lover, "'followed by the listening of them make love, "'had been a horrible nightmare. "'Quiet,' whispered May. "'Your mistress and her lover had a very late night, I'm sure. "'We do not want to wake them.' "'I'll—' began Adam loudly before May leapt over with feline quickness to shove a hand over his mouth. You'll what? May interrupted, her hand gagged charge. Earn another demerit? Getting a spanking until tears are spilling down your cheeks again like yesterday? See just how sadistic Mistress Andrea can be when she doesn't think you're learning your place fast enough. No, I guess not, sighed Adam, sullenly, as May removed her hand. Look, I know it's going to take a while for you to adjust, and I don't want to make this any more difficult for you than it has to be, said May. But you're going to have to face it. Things have changed. When you get home, you can decide if it means living this new lifestyle, or divorce, or what. But while you're here, I have a job to do. And I'm going to do it. Okay, so you are cuckolding us. I get that. But what are you turning us into, women? Complained Adam. Do you think being a woman is such a degrading thing? Do you think I am beneath you? No, I don't think you're beneath me. But I do think it's degrading. You're not turning you into women though that may be the life your wife eventually wants you to live. The reason for feminizing you is to impress upon you and everybody on the ship, really, that you have failed as a man, explained May. I haven't. 
May again interrupted Adam, this time much more gently, by placing a finger over his lips. You kind of have. I'm sorry if the truth stings a bit. The other practical reason for you assuming a female appearance and demeanor is that we found it makes the bulls more comfortable, continued May. Bulls? The guys our wives are with now, whispered Felicity across the room. Felicity was quickly becoming May's pet. He had taken very well to the feminization and seemed so natural following her orders. She'd wondered if he'd even miss being Bob, should his wife choose to keep him in dresses after the cruise ended. That's right, agreed May, and thanks for keeping the volume down. Even if the bull is an alpha male who doesn't see you as any kind of direct competition, it can feel strange and even wrong to be at a woman's house sleeping in her bed when her husband is around. It's a lot easier to pay such a visit to the husband if he greets you at the door in a French maid's outfit and then serves you and his wife in a romantic candlelit dinner. Well, you don't have to worry about Lance feeling uncomfortable about me seeing him with my wife, pouted Adam. No, I guess not, smirked May. The final reason for the feminization training is that it gives you something to worry about besides your wife being with another man. That's probably healthier for you. I hadn't thought of it that way, said Bob, but it makes sense. Andrea has given things a lot of thought. I promise you that you'll be new people when you leave this ship. What if I don't want to be a new person, asked Adam. That really is none of my concern, said May. However, it's time to get up and for you to get ready. Ready for what, asked Bob. You'll see, said May, as she busied herself releasing the two sissies. Do you want first or last shower, asked Adam, as they sat up in their beds, massaging their wrists to stimulate the blood flow. That won't really be necessary, said May. The showers aren't small for a cruise ship, so you should both be able to fit inside at the same time. Why would we want to do that, said Adam? Because you know that you need to obey my order, said May, and you can lather each other up and get your backs and other hard-to-reach areas. Also, because I find it amusing. Now march. Neither of the guys felt particularly happy with May's orders, but they did as she instructed them. Stripping naked before stepping into the shower, the glass shower door did nothing to keep their modesty. Intact as May directed the shower. Neither man's morning wood had completely faded as they entered the shower and with May insisting that they spend an inordinate amount of time lathering and washing each other's genitals, both of them were sporting large erections within moments. May smirked at Adam, who seemed to get hard just from Bob lathering his chest. Now, why don't you stick a soapy finger into each other's assholes, ordered May. Oh, gross, complained Bob. Is that back talk? asked May raising an eyebrow. I'm surprised at you, Felicity. No, it's not back talk, said Bob, doing as he was told. Adam blushed profusely, unused to having anything up there, but he soon followed suit. Isn't that nice, said May, pulling out a rather expensive camera. This will be a great picture for your wives. 
Is it really necessary that you take a picture? asked Bob. No, not really, said May. However, I am paid a generous salary by Mistress Andrea, but the cruise line only pays me on commission, so smile. The guys were totally embarrassed to think of the picture their wives and the alpha males would see of them naked with their finger in each other's asses. And Adam had just about had enough. Can we stop this now? Calm down, Eve. I know that's not a big shower, but do you think you could fit in it lying down? asked May. I don't think so, replied Bob. It's pretty cramped. Well, try it, said May. Be sure to angle yourselves. No, Bob, I want your head by Adam's feet and vice versa. Why are we doing this, said Adam? Just call me a sucker for happy ending, said May. But I thought as long as you were both fully erect, why not start the day off with some 69? Oh, no, we're not gay, explained Adam. Well, truthfully, the pictures I took say otherwise. I hate to pull rank so early in the morning, but I just gave you an order and I do expect it carried out. You still are wearing those shock collars, and I know, you know, I won't hesitate to use them. But blowjobs, May? Is this absolutely necessary? asked Bob. I'm afraid so, Felicity. Remember, this is a program, and there are places we're going to have to push your limits to transform you. This is one of those. Now suck while you're both hard, and it won't take that much. Glumly, the two sissies took each other in their mouths while May snapped some pictures. She was thrilled at her success with them so far. It wasn't that they were sucking cock. That was coming today, one way or another. It was the fact that she hadn't had to shock them that excited her. Their wills were slowly breaking, and she was establishing her dominance. Oh, God, called out Bob with Adam's dick still in his mouth. I'm going to come. Make sure you swallow every drop, sissies, ordered May. You've done a good job with the cocksucking, so don't disappoint me now. When both boys had finished sucking each other off and swallowed their loads, she made them kiss each other and express their gratitude for each other's dick-sucking technique. Then it was time to get the sissies dressed in their pink bra and panties. The sissy uniform of short pink pleated miniskirt, pink fishnets, and a strappy pink sandals remained unchanged. But yesterday's black corset was replaced with an equally restrictive white one, and they wore a white sailor top over it, giving the whole outfit a more nautical look. Only the pink shot collars with their feminine names spelled out on it in rhinestones gave any indication that they were on a sissy course. We want you sissies to blend in with the other passengers a bit more for today's activities. And wearing the black corset around deck just stands out a bit much, said May. So what's on the agenda for today, asked Bob apprehensively. That would be telling, said May. Things have been set up to get progressively more difficult, though. So don't be expecting it to get easier. Of course not, muttered Adam. Watch the attitude, Eve, said May. We've kept it friendly all morning. I'm sorry, Mistress May, replied Adam. Now, if you two will step out into the hallway, your carriage awaits, said May, opening the door for the two feminized males. In the hallway was a luggage rack with restraints hanging from the metal frame. 
She directed Bob and Adam to step up onto the rack and then buckled them in so they were basically in a standing spread eagle position, facing each other. I'm afraid I must leave you like this. I have other sissies to wake up and get ready. But I promise a porter will be by to assist you soon. Both sissies stared as May walked down the hall. Adam tested his bonds to see if they were still secure. You know, we could start yelling bloody murder and wake up all our wives before anybody could react. Maybe even talk some sense into them, suggested Adam. You think Mistress May is that far away? If we try, they'll make sure we regret being disobedient. You know that, said Bob. If our wives complain, it's going to be even worse. We've got to do something, said Adam. I'm not going to meekly go along as I'm emasculinated and my wife is bedded by my worst enemy. It's just not going to happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm willing to make a move, assured Bob, but it has to make sense. I'm not going to do something rash and destined to fail. I should hope not, interrupted a young girl dressed in the same cruise ship uniform as the mistress's wore. She couldn't have been much more over 18 years old. Her black hair was sticking under her uniform hat in a ponytail. And even the official uniform couldn't do much to diminish the perkiness of this cute girl. Bob realized that this was exactly the sort of girl he would have gone for had he been a younger man. The last thing I need is another incident. I don't want to use the collars, but I need this job. Calm down, said Bob. We won't cause you any problems. Great, said the girl. Just so we understand each other, my name is J.C., and I'll be taking you to your morning training. Hi, J.C., I'm Adam, and this is Bob. Ah, sighed J.C., shaking her head. I know they must have warned you about using your old male names anymore. That's a demerit. Now, what are your real names? I'm Eve, and this is Felicity, said Adam sheepishly. Those are really pretty names, said J.C. You shouldn't be shy about them at all. Bob thought the luggage rack would be too heavy for such a small girl. But once she got the wheels rolling, she was able to manage it easily enough. You're pretty good at this, he admired. It's grunt work, she said. Truth be told, I didn't really need a summer job, but I wanted to get my foot in the door with Mistress Andrea. Oh, hell, spat Adam, rolling his eyes as he was wheeled down the long hallway. You want to be a mistress, too? I'm thinking of branching out, actually, said J.C. I'm a sophomore at DuPont College, and I have a business there as a cookie sitter. I think if I could add some of Andrea's feminization techniques, I could make more money. Cucky sitter asked Adam in disbelief. It's exactly what it sounds like. Women pay me to babysit their husbands when they go out on dates with other men, explained J.C. I can see how learning the craft from Andrea could be valuable, said Bob. Can you make a living babysitting full-grown men? I earned 53000 last year before taxes, she said. It pays the bills, and I needed that. Geesh. I delivered pizza when I was in college, replied Adam. I guess I deliver sissies, laughed J.C., wheeling the two men into the ballroom. And here we are. I'm sorry I have to report you for the demerit, Eve, but maybe Mistress Andrea will be merciful. I'd tip you, but I can't reach my pocket, said Bob. Like they'd put you in a skirt with pockets, teased J.C., 
I'll see you two around, I'm sure. I'll be rooting for you. Rooting for us, asked Adam. But she was already gone. One by one, the other sissies were all wheeled into the ballroom, each strapped to their own luggage rack. Giselle and Cindy, who seemed to be most comfortable with the whole situation, were the only pair on one cart. Everybody else had their own. The night had not done Ariana any favors, as she was in a fighting mood that morning. There's eight of us, and three of them, you pussies. You should be ashamed of yourselves letting women push you around like this, spat Ariana. If we join together, we can overpower them before they can even reach for those damn remotes. You seem real tough now, said Courtney. I saw the way you were bawling when they gave you your little spanking. They'll hurt us bad, said Gina. We're better off to sucking it up until we're on dry land. I don't know if I can take much more of this, said Roxanne. Look, said Bob, if there's to be a rebellion, we need to do a well-thought-out plan. Charging into battle half-cocked will only get us punished. Oh, yes, said Andrea. The second morning and only a few rebellious sissies always think they're still in control. That's easy for you to say when you have us restrained and wearing shock collars, said Ariana. I don't need either of those things to take care of little bitches like you, but I don't suppose you're going to believe that without a demonstration, said Andrea. Tell me, Ariana, have you ever seen an officer and a gentleman? I think maybe, he replied. There's a scene where Richard Gere's character thinks he's hot stuff. So Louis Gossett Jr., who plays his drill instructor, accepts his challenge to a fight and kicks his ass. Maybe that's what you need, said Andrea. This really isn't necessary, replied Bob. I'll say what's necessary, Felicity, snapped Andrea. Look, if you want to fight, then let's make it fair. Give me back my male clothes, demanded Bob. No, said Andrea. Anybody who wants to fight the three of us can, and you won't have to wear heels. We'll provide clothes that allow total movement, but they won't be the least bit masculine. And then you shock us, responded Courtney. No thanks. No shockers. And if you win, you're free to enjoy the rest of the cruise as you see fit. No more training, promised Andrea. And if we lose, asked Adam. Now why are you worried about losing, smirked Andrea. However, if we win, you will be performing acts in public that will mortify you. So consider it carefully. If we join together, it's eight against three, and they're women. Let's end this sick joke, declared Ariana. I'm sitting this out, said Gina. I've seen what May can do. I've got your back, declared Courtney. I think I speak for Cindy when I say not a chance, answered Gazelle. I can't believe none of you have any balls left, sighed Ariana. I'm in, said Adam. Are you crazy? asked Bob. This is not going to go well for whoever fights them. I'm out, said Roxanne. You have to be a man sometimes, said Adam. Well, Felicity, asked Andrea. I'm sorry, Miss Andrea. I don't want to do this, but I won't leave my friend to do this on his own, responded Bob. Very well, we will arrange outfits for you, said Andrea. We will have mats set up for you to do this on the deck by the pool. They had heard the announcement over the loudspeaker system, but Bob was amazed at the size of the crowd that gathered for a demonstration of self-defense. Bob felt ridiculous preparing for a fight in a pink teddy. 
The sissies had all been giving matching teddies in different colors for the fight. Adam was in purple, while Ariana spotted a yellow one, and Courtney's was black. There must be 2,000 people here, exclaimed Bob. That's good, replied Courtney. It would make it harder for the women to welsh on this. You honestly think we've got a chance, asked Bob. Don't you, said Adam. Not in the least, replied Bob. Then why the hell are you here, asked Ariana. Because I don't want to leave you to get your ass kicked while I sit by and watch, answered Bob. You are a good friend, said Adam, but I promise we're not going down tonight. I hope not, said Bob, but I told you that I'm only doing this so that you don't have to do it alone. J.C. and a few other porters were given the task of keeping an eye on the sissies while the mistresses went to change. There was no real danger of them making a break for it, after all. Here in the middle of the ocean, wearing only women's lingerie, where could they go? Bob spied his wife, Gina, and her lover in the crowd, and soon after, Adam spotted his wife with her lover, Lance. The couples mockingly waved at the sissy, causing Adam to get even more self-conscious and anxious. Do we even have a chance here, J.C.? asked Bob. No, Felicity, you really don't, replied the young girl. I suppose they do this to a lot of the guys on these trips. Well, it's not like this is part of the training plan or anything, but inevitably some loudmouth like Ariana gets in his mind that no woman is going to push him around and decides he's some kind of Spartacus. Nice reference. That movie's older than you are. It's older than you are, too, Felicity. But I do have cable and Netflix. So, what do you think I should do? asked Bob. Seriously, get on your knees and beg for mercy. But I heard you're only in this because your friend is. That's kind of noble in a way. My advice is to move in close and wrestle with the mistresses. So, use your superior strength to seize and overpower them. That does make sense. Oh, heavens no, you just won't get busted lip or a broken nose from wrestling like you do from getting kicked in the face, said J.C. When the mistresses arrived, they were in close contact with the sissies. The mistresses were wearing real martial arts skis. The sissies noticed that every single one of them was a black belt. But that only told a part of the story. Both Andrea and Kara had an espionage background. They had received commando and martial arts training designed to teach them how to quickly and efficiently take a man down. This was especially true of Andrea, who was a field agent. May, on the other hand, was recruited to the job by Mistress Andrea in part because of her extensive martial arts background. She was a fairly small woman, but her speed and power were amazing. Fighting with her was a monumentally bad idea. If you two can take May, I'll square off with Andrea, and Courtney can take out Kara, suggested Ariana. There are four of us and only three of them, so when you get your opponent down, look for anybody else that may need some help. We'll do our part, just you yours, replied Adam. The absurdity of this situation occurred to Bob. It wasn't as if beating up these three women would regain any lost feelings of masculinity. Even if they were miraculously won, what would they gain? They'd be hated by all the other passengers, and they'd still have to ride out the remainder of the cruise with all these people. After Mistress Kara spoke into the microphone and introduced everybody, they were ready to square off. Unfortunately, things didn't go the way the sissies had expected. 
Andrea rushed at him, and when he tried to grab her, she used a judo throw to toss him in the direction of a startled Ariana. Ariana charged at Andrea, but the skillful mistress also used a judo throw and flung him on top of Adam, stunning both of the sissies. Bob could scarcely react as fast as the mistresses moved. He watched in stunned silence as Andrea easily took out both Ariana and Adam. Bob turned, looking over his right shoulder, and abruptly realized that he was now isolated on May, who was approaching him slowly. I can't fault you for protecting your friend, Felicity, said May, but we both know you're not a fighter. I don't want to fight you any more than you want to be hurt. Yeah, you're probably right, replied Bob taking a defensive posture. May offered, if you drop to your knees and surrender, we can end this painlessly. Sorry, I wish I could, said Bob. I respect that, Felicity, said May. Bob clumsily lunged for her. She grabbed his right thumb and, using an Aikido move, dropped him to his knees. Before Bob could offer any kind of defense, she had zip-tied his hands behind his back and his ankles together. It happened so quickly and peacefully that the crowd didn't even cheer Bob's elimination. Damn, said Bob. That was pointless. Not entirely, said May. Remember, sometimes the biggest battles are those we fight inside ourselves. Bob watched the other guys, who had only slightly more success than he did. Courtney had seemed like the toughest of the guys, while Kara was probably the weakest of the mistresses. But using pressure points, she had reduced him to tears. He was begging her to stop, and the audience was laughing at his pathetic attempts to escape his tormentor. Finally, he begged her to zip-tie him. The big show was the fight that remained between Adam and Ariana against May and Andrea. The mistresses delighted in showing their physical superiority and wanted to make sure that neither mistress nor sissy was hurt in the competition. They also wanted to play it up for the crowd who didn't change their plans to watch a 15-second annihilation of the sissies by the mistresses. May took Adam while Andrea continued her assault on Ariana. For the next couple of minutes, the mistresses toyed with their sissies, leaving the poor feminized males exhausted and humiliated. Finally, May ended Adam's misery by putting him in a rear naked chokehold and constricting until he passed out in her arms. She placed him gently on the mat while Andrea grabbed Ariana in a painful full Nelson. May pulled down Adam's panties while her boss steered Ariana over to Adam's unconscious body. She pushed him down to his knees, and with May maneuvering Adam's cock, made Ariana suck him off, much to the amusement of the crowd. Bob couldn't help but notice that Adam's wife, Linda, was cheering as loudly as anybody. Adam finally came to, just as he was exploding his load, all over a startled Ariana's face. It wasn't clear who was more disturbed by this development as both men were groaning loudly. The mutineers were squashed and they were all restrained on the mats. Mistress Andrea grabbed the microphone and announced to the crowd that what was going to happen next was going to be of an adult nature. 
When very few people left, she continued, One of the oldest laws of the sea is the right of a victorious party to take whatever they want from those they have defeated. These four sissies have clearly been beaten and demoralized. And so, it is only just that, that we now claim the spoils. The porters wheeled out four sets of stocks that the defeated sissies were placed into. The porters helped the mistresses secure the defeated rebels, as the fight had clearly left the sissies humbled and beaten. J.C. smiled at Bob and told him, I'm glad you didn't get your nose broken. The crowd cheered mightily as the mistresses donned strap-ons. May stood behind Adam while Andrea took her position behind Ariana, and Kara stood behind Courtney. May whispered something in Andrea's ear, and Andrea motioned to J.C., J.C., we're short one mistress, said Andrea. Would you like to do the honors? Oh, yeah, exclaimed J.C. excitedly. Bob could scarcely understand his own emotions. He was actually excited for J.C., even though he knew that he would be the one she was fucking. They seemed to have developed a rapport, and he hoped that she'd be gentle. But it was more than that. He was genuinely happy for her as she moved closer to realizing one of her dreams. After generously applying lube, the women timed it so that they all entered the four helpless sissies at the same time. Ariana had been penetrated by Mistress Kara the previous day. He was looser back there, but Mistress Andrea had no intention of being gentle on him. Soon the women had built up a steady pace as the sissies blurted out screams of both pain and pleasure. This is so fucking hot, Felicity, called out JC. I love it. I'm glad, groaned Bob. I'm going to fuck your ass like it's never been plowed before, shouted J.C. It hasn't, moaned Bob. I want you to thank me for fucking you, Felicity, ordered J.C. Thank you for fucking me, called out Bob. No, say my name, demanded J.C., smacking his ass for emphasis. Thank you for fucking me, Mistress J.C., shouted Bob. Good pet, said J.C., slowing down her thrust and kneading Bob's ass cheeks. You can't deny that you want this as much as I do, Eve, said May. Don't fight it. Just relax. I can't, grunted Adam. Everybody's watching. You don't think that Lance is sitting there wondering what it would feel like to have a woman like me take his cherry? He's probably as jealous of you as you are of him. Oh, God, Mistress May, cried out Adam. It doesn't hurt so much anymore. What does it feel like, bitch? It feels amazing. You are such a little ass slut, mocked May. Yes, mistress, cried out Adam. May looked over to see that J.C. had stopped fucking Bob's ass and was leaning on his back, spent. Looking good, little sister. Thank you, May. I really appreciate you letting me take part in this, replied J.C. Is she your sister, asked Bob. Of course not, but we're both women to be reckoned with, said May. I think you're right, agreed Bob. A few minutes later, the mistresses finished up. The crowd roared in approval at their show of dominance over the defeated sissy. Wow, Ira forgot how uh, naughty this particular story was. And the part to come after this is actually raunchier. It's definitely got cuckolding. It's definitely got some forced buy in it. All those things that we kind of play with some, but not as much as the feminization, obviously. Um, Hope you're enjoying it. 
Uh, if you notice in the story, there is a woman named JC. That is JC, who was the main character in the story, um, the, cookie, the cookie sitter. And uh, she was a college freshman in that story, and now she's on summer break and uh, furthering her knowledge of what it takes to be a dom. So I kind of like doing that with stories. This one also has uh, the trainer from Trained in it later as well. So hope you're, enjoy- hope you're enjoying that series so far. We're going to take a little break from it. Uh, next week will be uh, Jen Davis, and I believe I'm going to be doing Trapped in Panties, and then probably following it up the following week with Tennis Anyone. And like I said, um, Rena has a story coming up that might be the fo- that might be two weeks from now, or it might be three weeks from now. I'm not sure. Kind of depends on her schedule. And of course, we'll have more from Shayla. I really, really am blessed by having such great women reading for me. I hope you're appreciating it. I really appreciate your support. And um, also, I did send out uh, free books for people who did the uh, survey. So if you didn't get one, please, you know, reach out to me. You can always email me, kyliegable at yahoo.com. And um, I'll make sure you're, you're squared away. Have a wonderful week. I'll be back next Monday.